Thank you for listening to Lawford, the podcast about the village of Lawford in North East Essex and the surrounding area. Lawford, the podcast, is brought to you by Lawford Parish Council with the aim to share what the council is up to and to highlight some of the amazing people, events and facilities in our area. Good morning. Uh, thanks for listening to Law for the Podcast. Today I'm joined by Anna, Catherine and Callum from Manningtree Mermaids. We're going to talk all things river swimming, wild swimming and a bit about the history of Manningtree Mermaids and their campaigning arm, Mermaids Against Sewage. So welcome guys. Hi. Hello. Uh, can we start maybe with a little bit of an intro in terms of just each of you in terms of your... Um, participation in Manningtree Mermaids and if you have any formal kind of roles I'm not sure I know, I know very little about the the group other than it's incredibly active and incredibly passionate but do you guys want to start and maybe we start with you Anna? Yeah um so I've been swimming with the mermaids for about two years now and um wasn't something I ever imagined doing so for anyone who says I could never do that you absolutely can um I, just, I would say choose a nice warm day um <laughs> there's always people down there at high tide and um get your toes in and um I went in in July um 2021 and I thought definitely won't be doing this in December and I went the whole year round so it's just completely addictive um being in the water it's just um it, you can't think about anything else when you're in that water. And awesome. Well, that's a ringing endorsement for the for, yes. the, for the activity already. Uh, Catherine, have you, what is your history is two years as well or, or a little? Yeah, about the same, actually. My husband actually got into it first when we moved here in lockdown and he joined Kelly, who's the kind of original mermaid who started going in on her own after she had a bad back and thought it might help. And then and then people just started to join her and, and he was one of the people who started to join her. And he... Um, he found that it really helped with his fatigue. He, he had leukemia in 2007, so he found um, he, he suffers with a bit of fatigue now. So he found it just had a really rejuvenating effect on him. And and so I kind of watched him going down there and thought, I'm not sure I want to do yeah. that in, in winter. But um, uh, eventually I joined and um, and then he got edged out a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so now it's become my thing, my and thing. I guess yeah, yeah. you know it's predominantly women, although there are men. Yeah. So I think uh, you know that for me was uh, another pull. You There's know, definitely more women in the winter. Is. In the winter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The boys yeah, are just yeah. boys are uh, fair weather swimmers. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah. Well, we'll probably maybe get, touch on the kind of yeah, the I guess cold water swimming and water swimming. There's so many health benefits, and I know this. It's is growing so much in terms of a of an activity. Um, and finally, Callum, do you want to just introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, so I would describe myself as mermaid adjacent. Um, <laughs> my partner is uh, quite an active member, um, and I am exactly what you said. I'm a fair weather swimmer. I'll go in on like the hottest day of the year. But other than that, I you know I do use the river. I like enjoy paddleboarding, um, and love the fact that we have such a sort of an amazing natural um, resource almost just on yep. our doorsteps here. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And I'm sort of, you know, I've involved myself in a lot of the mermaids activities because I want to help preserve it and sort of make sure that it's as healthy as it can be. 
um, for the future. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And maybe just just we touched on it a little bit there, but just just on the history, I mean, seen on it does take two minutes on Google. You see a lot of media presence through BBC and other other channels. But how long has the Mermaids been going? What's the? I think you touched on 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 the kind of founding folks, but um, I guess. Yeah, any bit of color in terms of uh, it as a as a group over time. So I'm not sure which one of you is best place to tackle that. Well, it it did. It start, Kelly started it in lockdown. So Kelly, okay, so it's literally only just been since lockdown. Okay, yeah. There, there's old Stevie who's been swimming for years and years. There is, yeah. But as a group, but as a group, it was her group. She started the WhatsApp group, and then and people would and she does look a bit like a mermaid, Kelly. She's okay, got hair down okay. to her waist, okay. and she never comes down in anything other than just a towel. No, and barefoot, okay. and she'll just go in barefoot, and then You're she around. goes and dives into the water like a mermaid and flicks her hair back, <laughs> setting the tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and so um, good brand ambassador for she her. is. Yeah. She is the she is the chief mermaid. Okay. So and and it was her who called it the mandatory mermaids, and she set the WhatsApp group up. And so from there, people just start to join her. So, um, and, and then it just grew. And now we've got around 150 members. Well, there's about 460 Facebook followers now. I think there's yeah. a lot of people sitting on the edges, lurking, wondering whether it's a good time to join, which it absolutely is because weather's warming up and... Um, there's no jellyfish yet, so it's a good time to join. Yeah, and actually, just <laughs> <laughs> they don't sting. They don't yeah. sting. <laughs> how how often does how often the group is there? Is it weekly, daily? How often do people actually go in the water? What's the schedule? Daily. Okay. Um, so it's tidal. So we're the an estuary. So we're tidal. So it changes. Um, it's a different time every day. It's about forty five minutes to an hour later each day. This time of year, it's great because you can have days where you can get you can get in the water twice because of the tides. It's about twelve hours apart. Um, but year round daily and people can find out about group swims on our Facebook. So if they want to join with other people, but you have about an hour before and after high tide to swim when there's enough water. Cool. And does it, what is a typical, is it typically commute like a, a, just a group that stay together or do you have people who stretching off, off down the river or how does it work? All sorts really. I mean, um, in winter we tend to go in and just bob around a little bit, swim for a little bit and then get out because you can't, you have to be careful. You can't stay in too much when it's really really cold um, but in in the warmer months you know people stay in for a long time some people do and I like you go on long swims don't yeah. you and um in the winter there's a boat called lieutenant washington we try to get to that boat yeah <laughs> that's the goal swim around washington swim around. and then we go back okay. but to and from suffolk it takes about 20 minutes unless the tide's quite strong I, I can guarantee it wouldn't take me 20 so, minutes. So, yeah, it was only, it was only really like two not. weeks ago that um, the whole group of swimmers, they went up there and they were ready to like, you know, put their mermaid flag on Suffolk yeah. and say okay. that they made it. Claim it, <laughs> claim it, I like it. Um, do you guys describe yourselves as wild swimmers or is it river swimmers or what's the, what's the right term? And then like the whole, it has, I don't, I, I don't know, it, it's way beyond just mandatory in terms of the explosion in, in kind of this wild swimming as a as an activity. Um, is any any just thoughts on why I guess people have suddenly discovered kind of the the benefits of you know swimming in nature. There is there is an embrace of kind of the wilder aspects of of it. I, mean, I guess just any any kind of observations and thoughts on why that might be. Catherine can definitely speak to the health benefits of mm-hmm. it. For me, I mean, it's it's been a social activity. It's just amazing for your mental health, when, especially when the water's cold. It's like my form of meditation. Um, you get such a zingy buzz from it. I don't, uh, Catherine, again, can speak to the, 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 technical, <laughs> okay. the technical terms of this, but it's an endorphin rush. Whenever yeah. I'm in a bad mood, my husband's like, when is it high tide? <laughs> when can I push you in the river? Um, 
So, so in terms of what I call myself, I think a wild swimmer. Yeah. In the winter, we're cold water swimmers. Um, but mostly for me, being out there is just... It's just magical because it's this free and beautiful resource. You, this time of year, May, you get the jumping um, fish, black bass that jump. You have the birds. You get the what do they call the mirage of birds. You know, it's just a beautiful place yeah. to be, and you don't come out stinking of chlorine. Okay, yeah. And do you guys go and discover other places? As a, I presume, some people do and some people don't. It's kind of again. But have you guys gone off any amazing places? You think oh, locally or beyond that? You think oh, wow, that was totally memorable as a as a wild swimming location. Well, we do mermaids on tour. Sometimes. Yeah, we do mermaids on tour. Um, I've been to some beautiful <laughs> spots in Scotland to swim. Yeah. Um, and yeah, occasionally we do. Dover Court. There's a nice group in Dover Court called the Dover Court Bells. We've been there to swim with them before. Another group of the backwaters of Felix Stowe we've been to, which is really fun. Um, and Holland on Sea is another favourite. Yeah. Okay, so, so there's a whole a whole selection of options yeah. uh, locally. Uh, brilliant. Um, and then you, you guys. Um, the recreational and the social aspect but then you've also kind of got a campaigning arm so do you guys want to talk a little bit about about what you what you're trying to achieve with the campaigning aspect sure i'm not sure who's Uh, so our campaign is called swim it stands for safe water in manning tree and this came off the back you know we did a protest in november 2021 which was against the dumping of sewage in our rivers um and since then, we have decided to apply for bathing designation. And so that's where this sort of the swim campaign um, emerged. And what bathing designation does is it basically, um, it means that if we are granted it, the environment agency will come and test our water during bathing season once a week. And then by the end of the summer, those, those results will be posted, but for the first year, not until the end of the summer, and we'll get a rating from excellent down to and what that means is we can then hold polluters to account. It sort of puts legal obligations um, onto um, the water companies to make changes to how they're releasing sewage. Because even the treated sewage that comes out of the Manning Tree Treatment Centre has high levels of E. coli, which is not necessarily unsafe for wildlife, but it could be unsafe for swimmers. And we just don't know that yet. This formal responsibility, <laughs> responsibility to actually test the water yeah. ultimately, and beyond, I suppose knowledge is good, right? But is, does it come with enforceable action on the back of that, or is it is it is that is that next stage of a campaign? You you first figure out how good or bad it is, and then you figure out what what to do about it. Yeah. So what what will happen is um, sewage that is currently so treated sewage that comes out of the it's called a, the water recycling center in Manitoba. Um, and just to take a step back a minute, that we know that has what's called an EDM monitor on it now. It's called an event duration monitor. And that was put on in April 2022. So we have a year's worth of data now. We know that it spilled um, eight times for about 15 and a half hours, which um, sounds like a lot to, to me. Some people they may say that doesn't sound like a lot. Um, we don't really know what the impact is of that. Um if we get designation, Anglian Water will be, will be required to further treat the water the the sewage that's coming out that has already been treated so what that means is they'll either have to uv treat it to kill off even more e coli or they'll use this thing called preformic acid um so once they've done that um the water should almost certainly be safe to swim in if the pollution is coming from anglian water um and we will eventually have real time alerts if there is an overflow of sewage into the rivers now yesterday there was a big announcement that um, the water companies are going to make big investments into increasing storm tanks, which we absolutely have to do because of climate change. We have heavier rainfall. 
And because so much housing is going up in the area, there's, they need increased capacity. Um, in terms of what action we can take if they continue polluting, well, we'll know because Anglian Water is putting DNA traces. They want to know whether, where the E. coli is coming from. What it doesn't tell us is whether there's chemical pollutants in the water. That would be the next step. But for us, this is like the first thing that we can do to really make a difference in our local area. And it's forcing, you know, we've been referred to as drivers of change now by Anglian Water. Like because of our pressure, our area is being sort of prioritized for investment. So it's all positive. Um, Lots of questions, because just in terms of the practicalities of I, maybe I'm just thinking how you actually solve the problem because it sounds like like the fundamental problem is our sewage system and our um, over our, our kind of drainage systems are are in, interlinked, and you you have a big downfall of rain and suddenly you know the you, your sewage is getting released into rivers and, and and the sea, and you you solve that by either the only way of solving that is to actually make the the containment tanks bigger. Is that how, is that the only real option that they have? And, so, so oh, the answer is um, Water UK did a big um, study and last year said, the Water UK, by the way, it's like the industry lobby. They, start, they sort of um, speak for all of the water companies. And they said that in order to overhaul our old sewage network, all our pipes and these CSO pipes, there's 15,000 of them that we know of that are releasing into our rivers. It would cost about 60 billion. The investment that the water companies are promising to make 10 billion, what that will cover is increasing the capacity yeah. it doesn't actually solve the problem of releases but it should reduce the number of, re- of releases into the waterways um as individuals like what we can do um to sort of help the problem is um the first thing would be to install water butts so when we have these heavy rains if you can collect the water and let it trickle release into the drains our sewage system's not getting flooded so right now anglian water processes when there's no rain, about 85 litres per second it was of sewage is coming into the system. So you imagine you add, you know, sometimes we have really heavy downpours yeah. now. Um, so what goes in has to come out. And if they can't process it, it goes into our rivers. Um, so those water butts on individual homes, um, if you don't need to put in um, a paved surface like a driveway, um, that would be really helpful because the water can seep into the ground instead of going into our drains again. Um, and then we have also been speaking in schools recently about trying to educate the kids who can then help teach their parents about not putting things down toilets and sinks that shouldn't go down. Primarily wet wipes, which are plastic. They clog up the system. They lead to backups. And it's um, that's where the water companies say a lot of their money is going into. Instead of fixing our sewage system, it's going into fixing pipes and things. Um, so there's lots of things that individuals can do in order to like fix the whole problem. I mean, I don't know all the technical no, details. No, but it's, it's getting it's getting national attention is the first thing, and actually, yeah. it's been really successful. As you say, the, the water companies have been publishing uh, uh, updates this week and have been saying mea culpa on a on a bunch of things, right? So I guess it's a you know the, the payment of the payment of to fix the problem seems seems challenging. And Callum, did you you had some specifics on the water quality you wanted to kind of just convey as well? Uh, so. Uh, what we what I'm doing is part of a sort of a season long for the entirety of the bathing season um, water testing uh, program with Surfers Against Sewage. So they've sort of provided the funding for us to be able to do this. And um, what we're doing is once a week during bathing season, which runs from May till October, end of September. End of September. Um, once a week, we are testing at two sites. We're testing um, where 
the sort of most people go swimming from on the beach in Manningtree, and we're testing further upriver um, off the White Bridge. Um, what this should do in a normal river is um, you test upstream mm-hmm. to see sort of what the uh, control of the, wa- the water quality is, um, and then you release downstream of the sewage um, release points um, to see sort of what effect that has on the environment. What because we're tidal, what we might uh, struggle with is as the tide comes in, it's likely to bring sewage up the stream. Um, and so we might sort of actually see that at certain times the um, pollution levels uh, off the White Bridge is quite high. Right. And it's also going to be potentially high downstream as well. Um, and we're testing for um, E. coli, coliforms and enterococci, which are the sort of, you know, the kind of key measures of um, human sewage in the river. Um what this does is sort of it gives us a an independent sort of testing level that we can then compare against what say uh, Anglian Water have been doing, um, and it also gives us sort of further um, evidence when we're sort of you know the mermaids are applying for this bathing water status. You know we can sort of say that throughout the bathing season this is sort of the level of um, you know sewage pollution that we had in our river, um, and that's sort of another reason for us to be granted this bathing water station so that we can continue to monitor it properly um, with the environment agency um, instead of just relying on sort of volunteers and citizen science it should you know should be done properly um, and yeah that should sort of should do uh, in the long term provide us with sort of you know a greater um, and but I, I challenge it a little bit in terms of how much of a problem is it I mean because obviously you guys are swimming in this river every day right so I mean it, it's not like it well, is there days you can't swim because of the water quality? Or are you thinking you just don't have enough information to make that judgment and you're that's the risk that we there's an unknown known? It's exactly that, yeah. We don't yeah. have the information to take take a so we are taking the risk when yeah. we go in, you know, especially if it's been raining. I mean, I generally if it's been heavy rain, I don't tend to go in the next day. Yeah. Um, few people do that, but then some people just love it so much that they'll go in anyway. Yeah. You know, so it kind of outweighs the, you know, the, the <laughs> yeah, benefits. Yeah, yeah. There's different risks, and you're trying to assess them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, at the moment we're kind of swimming blind. Okay. So this will give us um, a little bit of an idea of you know what what we're looking at and, and, and whether the... it is you know a big problem. It might be fine. Yeah. It might be fine, but, summer, but we don't know. We just yeah. don't know. Yeah. I think speaking personally as a mum, the risks I'm willing to take for myself um, are very different to what I'm willing to accept for my children. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would, will probably say the same thing, right? Yeah. So when my kids go down there, I try to make sure that they're not putting their faces in the water, especially if we've had rainwater, yeah. which is obviously very hard to do with children because yeah. they like to splash and um, they love to jump into the water. Um, so I think it should helpfully ease a lot of parent parental concern when it comes to going into the river. Yeah, and it's often it's net positive, right? If we have a healthier river, it's, you know, there's so many other residual benefits other than, yeah, obviously, helpful for the mermaids, but helpful for wildlife, helpful for, you know, all, yeah, anybody because there's lots of people who are using it over there. You know, yeah. this week alone, we've had three of the local schools down there using it for sailing, for beach school, and for a geography class, right? Yeah. So everyone yeah. in, in the local area has been using it, whether or not they're a mermaid. Yeah. 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 I think it's worth pointing out that... Um, the, like, just like Anna was saying, that this isn't just for sort of like for wild swimmers, that it's um, a benefit to sort of increase water health. You know, um, we found out when I was sort of doing my training with Surfers Against Sewage um, uh, for this testing that um, the amount of pollution going into our river is causing 
you know, uh, on the gravel beds where fish stocks normally sort of, um, you know, breed and multiply and all yeah. that sort of stuff, uh, those gravel beds are now covered in a layer of silt and slime. And so fish stocks are just absolutely plummeting. And that obviously has an effect on anyone who fishes recreationally. Um, it's anyone that sort of uses, that wants to use sort of our waterways in any sort of commercial way, as well as, sort of, you know, recreationally, all of these people are going to be impacted by yeah. it. And, you know, at the minute that every single river in Britain, or no, sorry, in England, is polluted above the legal limit. There's not a single river in England as a whole that's... Okay, sort of. that's fairly sobering. If you set a legal limit and you can't, you, you can't meet it anywhere, um, you you guys have obviously we've talked about your Facebook page. Um, you also keep me honest. You have you have a, a beach day coming up. Does somebody want to give a bit of color on the beach day? Yeah, so it's May twenty seventh. Um, we so over the in order to get the bathing water designation, we need to show that the beach is well used. That's kind of a fundamental and slightly ironic um, part, <laughs> part of the application yeah, yeah. because we're obviously trying to persuade people to get into the water when they're not sure about whether it's clean. But um, we really need feet and water to get um, the numbers and um, to show to, to DEFRA that, yes, we, we have got enough people using the beach and therefore it is worth your while for us to become a designated bathing water. Um, and so we're launching this with um, a beach day and a beach picnic on May 27th starts at 4.30. There's going to be live music. Oh, um, wow, okay. 4.30. not just the swim. Not yeah, just yeah, the okay. swim. There's going to be, people going to be bringing picnics. Got to get people be... in the mood to get in the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be, there is going to be a group swim and a group paddle. Um, we've got um, uh, somebody doing beach games for the kids. And we've got... Um, uh, bake sale. Bake sale and face painting. Face painting and shell uh, necklace making and um, you know the local eateries are kind of uh, Sarah from the Whole Foods store is offering a lovely picnic box and you get a free drink if oh, wow. you brilliant um, if you if dare you, to if, put your if you've pledged to put your feet in the water yeah. and also if you complete our survey so there's there's two things that we're doing completing the survey and um, we need people to get into the water we'll talk so. About the survey. so the survey is one of the requirements of the uh, campaign uh, of the application so um, we need to do a, a big public survey and we need to show that the general public where we live are all for what we're doing and so that's what we're doing we've got we've set up a, a little um, a two minute questionnaire that people can fill in online um, we're at Manningtree Market um, on Saturdays um, where you can come and, and talk to someone about that or you can just access the links and we can give you the links just to fill it in so that's a really easy helpful thing that people can do to to help if they can't do anything else um but if they can get the feet in the yeah. water as well on one of our bathing count days that will be really really helpful because i mean it's basically it's it's not just the mermaids it's you know it's everyone who is interested in the health of the river so you know dog owners yeah, yeah <laughs> um just... paddleboarders sailors swimmers people who just love to walk along the walls you yeah. know um, it's relevant to everyone, and and this is a whole town effort. So we need everyone to try and just do their little bit. And if everyone could just fill in the survey and get their feet in the water, then we're almost there. That sounds uh, sounds awesome, and I mean, it's amazing how much organisation's gone into. It seems it seems peculiarly difficult to actually get people different to, to do this testing, doesn't it? But uh, but nonetheless, it sounds like you've actually rallied people, and equally, it's a fun community activity, and actually, you know. It, 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 cross-generational and everything else, isn't it? So it's actually a really, really, really positive story. Um, 
Cool, folks. Anything, any other final messages? No, I mean, if you're curious, find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Um, there's always people down there, but you know, you're welcome to introduce yourself on Facebook. Say it's my first time. Kelly's very good at helping people in on their first time. They're a bit nervous about it. Um, I will say that one thing is we are sharing the river with boats. So if you come down, try and, you know, either wear a colorful hat or many of us have these colorful tow floats so the boats can see us as we're trying to be respectful Just to be a bit the sailing yeah. club. Um, but other than that, you know. Brilliant. Okay. Well, that is a really positive note to leave it on. So uh, best of luck with your campaign. And uh, yeah, hopefully see you on beach day on the uh, the 27th. Brilliant. Thank you.